Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and today I'm going to be sharing a bunch of updates on various news and happenings within the world of tracking and Shopify and checkout, etc. Let's start with the big news that will likely drive headlines and potentially have some big ad clicks or clickbait headlines in the next couple of weeks. This is going to be Google's privacy sandbox that they released to Android this week. And this is essentially the quote-unquote iOS 14 update for Android. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can read the full release notes on this from Google. But in general, this actually is very similar to the iOS rollout where on Android devices, there's a unique identifier similar to Apple and iPhone that was shared with app providers to help matching behavior and cross-device tracking, etc. They are moving to a place where there won't be that direct data share. So essentially you won't get that one-to-one match to a user's device. But there are some, in my opinion, potentially biased, my opinion is there are some unique qualities that I like about this rollout based on Google's announcement. And instead of just essentially you get the binary option of allowing tracking or not allowing tracking, they provide, and this is the Android screenshots that I'm explaining here, is they will give you the option to block different interests. So Android will, or Google will still be able to guess or predict what is interesting to you to allow that data or potentially that demographic or segment of interest that interests you to be shared, but you can block. So interests estimated by Android, they'll give you a list of interests like arts and entertainment, dance, local news, movies, outdoors, et cetera, and then give you the option to block that. I don't know the full details and likely there's still a lot of testing and changes that'll come out with this sandbox that's in beta with some Android devices, but there appears to be, there'll be an API that's available for app providers. So think, you know, the Facebook TikToks of the world that could subscribe to these new privacy API and subscribe to interests. So they'd get my, if I'm on Android device, they'd get my interest that I'm allowing Google to share with different app providers. So that's new. I wouldn't freak out too much about it right now. It's not rolling out to all Android devices. If you just want to see where your exposure is, just go to Google Analytics, go and look at your operating OS and browser report inside of GA. So just go to left nav. I think it's under audience and then device data or right around there. You'll see a operating system and browser information. So you can see the percentage of sessions that are coming from Android again, just to see your exposure. Now I've got to say, what I find hilarious about a recent New York Times article that is titled, Why Are You Seeing So Many Bad Digital Ads Now? This is what I do every day. This is what I think about every day. So again, maybe I'm uh, very much in the outsider here, but that headline to me is, well, no shit. Uh, most advertisers can no longer have the targeting and tracking mechanisms that we had a couple of years ago. So of course, if we can't essentially target who we want to put our ads in front of, then it's going to be randomized and it's going to be worse. 
what I find funny or potentially disturbing that about this article, and I'm not going to get too political on this, that the primary reasons, the estimated reasons for why are we are in a, they call it a crummy ad or junk ad epidemic is because internal turmoil at tech companies, weak content moderation, higher tier advertisers exploring alternatives, and then a footnote, oh, there are some privacy changes that could affect the ability. And they just continue to go on and on and on about, I don't know, it, it's, I'm just going to move on, but find this honestly is disturbing that potentially we are going down this path of privacy, privacy, privacy. And yes, it is for a good reason for some that expose or, or user data for malicious reasons. But I think what is missed by many is the downside to user experiences on whether it's if I'm reading the New York Times or I'm on different apps, whatever it might be, that the ads are just going to be more generic unless there's targeting available. So I'll include the link to that in the show notes if you're like me and you wanted to get a good chuckle on uh, why are the headline, why are you seeing so many bad digital ads now? Shocker. All right, next news update we have here. This is going to be our Shopify specific update section. Number one, they announced, I know we got it as a partner. I don't know if how public it, it's gone just to all merchants, but the sunset date for the checkout.liquid, and this is in lieu of the checkout extensions. So the official sunset date is August, 2024. So it's actually, they gave a lot of time. I, when I first read it, I was thinking August, 2023. And my mind was, thank goodness. I want this transition period to be over so we can move everything, all of our customers over to the new checkout one and just manage everything within the, the new checkout extensibility and WebPixel API uh, product, but it's a year and a half. So it's probably better for merchants to have that longer period that have potentially a lot of customizations and may not be able to do what they're currently doing now inside the new checkout extensions. Anyways, that is the one announcement here and not a whole lot has changed in terms of how to transition customizations from checkout.liquid to the checkout extensibility that we shared a ton of information on from Elevar back in October, November, when the, the new checkout rollout was really coming about and the new WebPixel API was released and how you could potentially take advantage of that. So if you do you upgrade to the new checkout one, you do lose the checkout.liquid template and the ability to customize within the checkout.liquid. At that point, that's when you, you not only need to move your customizations inside checkout, so think you're upsells, cross-sells, et cetera, that you might have inside a checkout. You need to migrate those to using the new checkout extensibility uh, plugin. So think rebuy here, et cetera. But you also need to move your tracking. So any checkout tracking that you have, you would need to move to different means. So that as a very basic example, if you are tracking an initiate checkout event through a checkout.liquid through Google Tag Manager, that won't work the same way it did. So that would need to be migrated to either server-side integrations or WebPixel API or the WebPixel manager. The Some of the latest Shopify additions announcements around checkout, they are new. So the one-page checkout and some more faster checkout experiences, those I'm assuming you would not be able to take advantage of those while having the checkout.liquid. So if you saw that news and saw the one-page checkout and wanted to move to that, if you do move to that, again, keep in mind that your checkout.liquid would be removed and the customizations and tracking within there, so that would need to be migrated. So be sure to take that into account and plan ahead. The 
Next part of the checkout extensibility and what's happening right now is the additional scripts. So inside of your admin, if you go to checkout settings, you'll see, and everyone's used to copy and pasting code into the additional script setting that is also going away. And if you were like us, you might've noticed that box used to be large and you could expand it. And now it's teeny tiny and you can hardly see anything in there, but that is also going away in lieu of the checkout extensibility. And the big difference between the pre thank you page checkout extensibility and the order status page checkout extensibility, the order status page extensions are available on all Shopify plans. So this is plus and non plus stores. And the options for tracking here, and this is our world, this is if you're listening to this, you hopefully are interested in conversion tracking. Your options when you move to the order status page extensions will be moving your tracking server side. So this is where you are handling purchase conversion server side through webhooks. So if you are an Alibar customer and you are implementing, you've added different destinations like Google Analytics or Facebook, TikTok, Impact, Share, Sale, et cetera, et cetera. Our purchase conversions utilize webhooks, so they don't rely on the order status page code from firing. So that would be one option to move tracking from your existing order status page to this new world. If you are not an LOR customer or you are using another service, this is where the segments and Zapiers can come into play to help you move your marketing tracking to a server-side instance that doesn't rely on that order status page setting. Now the caveat there is there are literally thousands, because we've quantified them all, thousands of different marketing tracking. So think about the affiliates like Rakuten and Display and Roku and Spotify and everything in between. Every channel does not have a server-side quote-unquote conversion API. And our team, we've contacted everyone I've just mentioned and are working in some capacity with them to build out these integrations. So you'll see more and more integrations come out from Elevar as we integrate with their server-side APIs, and also with the WebPixel API manager with Shopify. So just keep that in mind. Again, if you're an Elevar customer just and you are looking to make this move quickly, just email us, send us a note, help at getelevar.com so we can assist. So that would be, again, option one if you're migrating to the new checkout extensibility on the order status page away from that copy-paste additional script setting. The second option you have to migrate your tracking would be if that channel has a their own WebPixel app or their own app for their handling purchase conversion tracking, that would be another option for you. And then the third would be, again, using the WebPixel manager. So in the admin, when you upgrade to checkout one, you can start using the WebPixel manager to write your own tracking and inject that into checkout. There are pros and cons to doing that, but if you are technical, you can write your order tracking and migrate that from the order status page scripts to the new WebPixel manager inside your Shopify admin. A lot to swallow there, a lot to go through. We'll update our article on the checkout one transition. I'll link it in the show notes. I probably won't have some of these additional updates live by the time you read this, but you can just bookmark that page because we do keep that page updated on our, our side as we are learning more and more about some of these changes that are rolling out with the WebPixel API and checkout one with Shopify. All right, so the next and uh, last piece of news to share is going to be around GA4. Number one, we do have a GA4 Slack community. There'll be a link in the show notes for that if you want to request an invite, we can add you in there. We're just 
from on the LOVAR side, we're sharing just different learnings as they come up. And obviously others are asking questions, sharing their own feedback. So grab that invite and uh, just try to improve your GA4 expertise as we get closer to the July 2023 timeline. Seeing some pretty crazy stats out there about GA4 usage and adoption. This is not all of our customers because we've actually been implementing GA4 before it was called GA4. When it was called App Plus Web, we are implementing that tracking as part of our standard onboarding. So this is probably the non our customers that have not adopted GA4 or gotten a property set up. It's pretty low. I can tell you just anecdotally talking to different brands and agencies, et cetera, adoption is really still super low in usage. People are trying, they're giving it the college try, but they're just struggling with really making use out of it. There's still a lot of changes happening. Some changes are not the best. So I think in general, I've been supporting in this podcast change, like positive changes that have been coming out where they try to get more similarities to universal analytics as Google rolls out updates, but there are some changes that have been rolled out that haven't been the best. Anyways, at the minimum, just make sure you get your tracking set up and get e-commerce tracking set up and purchase conversion tracking set up and potentially worry about the ongoing analysis until later in the year. I have a funny story that I'll share that will uh, potentially might encourage you if you want to do just a GA4 mini cleanup, you can contact us, LFR. We are offering that now, but last night I was, I have two boys, a three-year-old and four-year-old. They're getting ready for bath and I'd started up the bathtub, the water was running, the drain was in. And one of my oldest boy just, he shut the door to the bathroom and of course it was locked. And of course, it's one of those like keyhole locks where we didn't have a key to unlock the door. So in my mind, here's this tub filling up with water and I have this door that's locked that I don't have a key for. And I'm in scramble mode just thinking, oh my gosh, I need to get this open before the tub overflows and water starts going everywhere. Scramble, scramble, scramble. I had to, hey, I tried picking the lock. Don't do that too often. It's not part of my day to day. So I didn't do too well there. And then I started to take apart the doorknob or the handle and break in that way. As I was th going through that process, I was thinking, gosh, this is probably going to feel like some when it comes to GA4, where the tub is the months. So as the tub gets fuller, we're getting closer and closer to July. And then once July hits and that transition cuts over where universal analytics, it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone and you have to use GA4, whether it's a GA4 interface or the data from GA4 and syncing that to your own platform or reporting tool, that is the reality. So it was like this tub keeps filling up, filling up faster and faster. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I can't have this flood go everywhere and, <laughs> and deal with that. So if that sounds, if that resonates with you and uh, you are feeling that tub filling up feeling, then just we, we do have a GA4 mini audit cleanup. We can just run through everything with you and make sure you're good. So if that is of interest, you can just email me, brad at getelevar.com. Just put GA4 cleanup in the subject line or uh, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. But anyways, funny story has nothing to do with tracking, except that I had that feeling of, oh my gosh, there's nothing I'm do here. I've got to break in and uh, get this tub shut off. All right, so that's all I got for today. Hopefully this is helpful. Again, Google Privacy Sandbox coming out in Android. That's the iOS for Android. We have the sun setting of checkout.liquid. We have the additional script setting going away and the migration of that tracking to the checkout extensibility. And of course we have GA4 coming soon. I don't think I mentioned this, but the current date from Shopify releasing, so it's actually not Shopify releasing their own GA4 integration. It's a Google building it into the Google channel. 
I don't know if it's part of the Google ad shopping channel that they're building it into, but uh, March 23rd is when they'll enable the GA4 tracking within that channel. Fortunately, I don't know too much about how it's going to function, what customization, if any, you'll have with it, but that's the latest I have. End of March, you'll expect to see that come out, hopefully from the Google channel. That's all I got. By the way, next week's episode is going to be pretty deep on data warehousing, building your own reporting, et cetera. So bookmark that. I'm actually recording it today and I'm excited to share that for it's a, it'll be a one-on-one to an advance. So if you are not familiar with data ingestion and building reporting and data warehousing, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll learn a lot. All right. See ya. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcast. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again. Thanks again.